So our gospel lesson this morning comes from the book of Matthew chapter 11. If you are able, please stand for the reading of the gospel. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So in our gospel lesson this morning, we find John the Baptist locked up in prison. But even in prison, word of the wonders and signs that Jesus is doing is reaching John's ears because not even the thick stone walls of a prison can stifle the message of the gospel. So when John the Baptist hears of these things, he sends his own disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you the one we've been expecting? Are you the promised Messiah? Or are we still waiting? Now, as we're in the third Sunday of Advent, maybe some of us, maybe some out on the live stream, maybe even some here in the sanctuary this morning, maybe we too are asking those questions. If you haven't yet made a decision for Christ in your life, are you asking the question, Jesus, are you the answer? Are you the one? And so Jesus responds to John's question. He sends John's disciples back to John and he tells them, tell John what's going on outside the prison wall. The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. And Jesus asked John and, and John's disciples, is this what you were expecting? If so, then count yourself most blessed. 
So as we are in this third Sunday of Advent, as we light the Advent candle of joy, as we're just two short weeks from Christmas Day, I think it's prudent for us to pause here in this space, in this moment in time, and ask ourselves the very same question that Jesus posed to John and his followers, is this what I was expecting? Is this what I was expecting? Is this coming Jesus the Jesus that I was expecting? Because you see, the answer to that question can be most telling about where you are in your faith journey. So the answer to that question can be most revealing about what you think this season is all about. Because the answer to that question can reveal to us just where our heart is regarding what this Advent season, this preparatory season, is all about to us. like everything else questions begat questions is the coming Christmas celebration more than a cultural holiday to me is the Jesus in the manger scene out on the front lawn is that just a nice decoration to help me get into the holiday spirit or is it representative of the infinite God becoming the finite infant. God taking the form of a man so that His plan of redemption for me might be fulfilled. Is this the Jesus that you are expecting? If so, Jesus says that you can count yourself blessed. If you are looking at the coming Jesus as the one who can do all those wonderful things Things that were reported to John the Baptist there in his prison cell. If the Jesus that's coming is the one who made the blind see, the lame walk, lepers cleanse, deaf hear, dead are raised, the wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. If the Jesus you are expecting can do those things, count yourself most blessed. after John's disciples leave to report, Jesus goes on to tell the crowd that's gathered there about John the Baptist. And he asks the crowd, what did you expect when you went out to the wilderness to see John? Did you expect a prophet? If so, you got that in John, but not just a prophet, but the best prophet you'll ever hear. Jesus says he is the prophet that Malachi announced when he wrote I'm sending my prophet ahead of you to make the road smooth for you. See, the Jews had been expecting the Messiah and they expected that there would be a heralding of the coming Messiah. One going out ahead of the Messiah, paving the way for his coming. And so Jesus says, let me tell you what's going on here. No one in history surpasses John the baptizer. But in the kingdom that he prepared you for, 
the lowliest person is ahead of even him. For a long time now, Jesus says, people have tried to force themselves into God's kingdom. But if you read the books of the prophets and God's law closely, you will see that they culminate in John, teaming up with him and preparing the way for the Messiah of the kingdom. If you look at it this way, John is the Elijah you've all been expecting to arrive and introduce the Messiah. For centuries, the, G, the, the Jews have waited for the Messiah, even on certain feast days, setting an empty place just in case Elijah might show up. And here Jesus is saying, John the Baptist is that Elijah. So how does all that impact us here at first Methodist Church, Splendor. If John the Baptist is the messenger for the first advent of Christ, you've heard me ask this question. And you'll hear me every advent from now until Jesus comes back. If John the Baptist is the messenger for the first advent, who is the messenger for the second advent? The church. All of us. Who is calling people to repentance today? The church. You and me. Who holds the responsibility to prepare the way of the Lord for His second coming? It's us. The church. The body of Christ. We have been given a mandate to prepare the way of the Lord. We're the ones that John was talking about. The ones who need to be a voice crying out in the wilderness. And if we accept that we have the authority and the responsibility, yet another question, am I fulfilling my end of that authority and responsibility? Are we fulfilling it as the church? Are we effectively spreading the good news of Jesus? Are we as the church and as individual Christians actively engaging those who don't have a church? Those who aren't part of the church? Are we as the church and as individuals actively engaging those in our community? Never mind the community. Are we even engaging those who are in our family? Are we personally involved in the evangelical mission of the church? Do we regularly invite people to invite Jesus into their lives? See, if we turn our attention to current events, we can see that the world is in desperate need of Jesus. I would venture to say you know personally someone who needs Jesus. More than ever before, the world needs the church to stand up and be the church to the people in the world. We need to be the voice crying out in the wilderness because I've said it before, there is far too much crying in the wilderness. 
Indeed, there's just too much that is in a state of wilderness, spiritual wilderness, bleak, empty, hopeless wilderness. They need a Savior, and there's only one. It's the one that we worship. He's the Jesus that came the first time as a baby in a manger. He's the Jesus who will come again as Christ the King. That's who we're worshiping. That's the Jesus these folks need. There isn't another one. There's no substitute. Sorry, Bob, I know that's a Porsche slogan. No substitute. If we can say that the Jesus we expect to see is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah, Christ the King, then we can be like John the Baptist and help prepare the way of the Lord. We can proclaim the truth of Emmanuel, God with us. God with us now, in this moment, today, this morning, right now. And we can proclaim the truth that Christ will return to claim his people, the church, and to be their king. And see, this is the reason for our joy this morning. This is why we lit the Advent candle of joy, because we can look forward with expectant hearts for the coming King, as Isaiah said in chapter 9, verse 6, and authority rests on His shoulders. And He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the God we worship. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please stand for our next hymn of praise. Come thou long expected Jesus.